Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. And we are really thrilled and honored to have with us today for uh, the uh, the senior programming uh, programmer for the Mill Valley Film Festival, and that would be Zoe Elton. Zoe, welcome to Film School. Well, thank you. Great to be here. Great. Did I get your title correct? Am I? Is it? Actually, I, I'm the director of programming. Director of yeah, programming. I, I, I had a feeling. Yeah. I have a feeling I butchered that. Uh, thank you for correcting me. And um, <laughs> it's fine. We have we have a great team, so you know there's, there's quite a few of us. All right. Well, that work with me. Yeah. Well, very good. And and you have uh, such a great reputation. Uh, this film festival, as well as yourself, for for as a filmmakers festival, which I I think uh, is an awesome kind of moniker to, to have attached to to the to what you do. It is. It comes at a time in the calendar where the, a lot of the films that are widely regarded as contenders or one of some of the best films of the year will show up magically right. at, at the at the Mill Valley Film Festival. Um, so, uh, before we get into all that, uh, just a real quick sort of overview of your what the Mill Valley Film Festival is about, and a little bit about maybe your history, uh, how you came to the festival. Is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah, Nobody Film Festival is, uh, takes place uh, every October, first week in October, the 4th through the 14th are our dates this year. Mill Valley is just north of San Francisco, so, um, you know, it's in an area that is very, very film-friendly, let's say, um, and also, you know, there are a lot of filmmakers here in the Bay Area. Um, I got involved with the festival, which is 40 years old now, it's going 41 years old now, um, in its early days. Um, and I came from a theater background. So one of the things that I think um, happened as the festival developed is that for me, as the program director, several of my colleagues, a lot of them in one way or another are working artists. You know, they, they several of the, the programmers who work with me are filmmakers, uh, writers, film producers. And I think that that sort of sets a tone for the kind of films that we seek out and that we, we bring to the, to the festival every year. Yeah, you do. This is, again, I, I, I've been hearing so many good things about the film festival for a while in terms of just the quality and also uh, sort of the access to filmmakers in terms of sort of the immediacy of their them there, the access to you know hearing from them, hearing about their work, uh, it's uh, it's always been sort of the the reputation of the film festival, which for people who go to film festivals who love film so much that they go they seek out these film festivals, that's quite a quite a tribute to to what you uh, accomplished uh, with this, and you say forty one years now, my goodness, yeah yeah yeah, and you're right in terms of the access. I think you know the thing is that. Mill Valley itself is a, it's a small town. You know, it's 15 minutes north of San Francisco over the Golden Gate Bridge. And we show films there, but we also show them at the Smith Rafael Film Center, which is, again, you know, like another 15 minutes, um, up the freeway from, um, from Mill Valley. Right. Um, we have a, an art house theater that we, where we show movies year round. 
So we have these sort of little cinema villages just north of San Francisco. And because we're not in sort of, you know, a sprawling metropolis, that kind of thing, it does really maintain an intimacy um, in the way that we can show films and have conversations about films, both with people who are here with, you know, films that, as you mentioned, are often on awards track, um, but also with filmmakers who maybe, you know, at that first festival. Um, and I think we've created a situation where the audience is very um, filmmaker-friendly, uh, is very supportive of art and creativity and ideas. And so it's definitely a great place to, you know, have discussions about film, to get engaged, to meet people, all that good stuff. Yeah. I want to let people know that they can go to mvff.com and that will get them to uh, the website for Mill Valley Film Festival and access to all of the to the different films uh, how do you how do you buy tickets how do you, where are you all the kind of information that you'll need as well as information on the California Film Institute which is a uh, which is I believe the sort of the parent organization for the film festival is that correct That's correct yeah yeah um, I want to talk about the films. Uh, so uh, right. I, uh, you've got a bunch of world premieres, North American premieres, U.S. premieres. Uh, I know, and as I often as I often talk to people involved in film festivals, uh, picking out one or two that they feel like uh, is like trying to pick their favorite child here. I don't want you to get into a situation <laughs> where you feel that way. But talk to us about maybe opening night, closing night, and some of the things that you are are, are interested in uh, in pointing out to people. Okay. That's great. Yeah, um, opening night um, again. This is actually partly because we're in we're in this you know we're in smaller theaters, so we don't have like one great big theater. Hence the intimacy. So we actually show two opening night films, and this year we're showing a private war, um, which is the new film with Rosamund Pike, um, the British actress, uh, who plays um, the war correspondent Marie Colvin. Um, she will be joined by the director, Matthew Heineman, who is segueing out of, you know... Documentaries. Yeah. yeah, documentaries, yeah, into his first narrative feature. Um, so, you know, something that's based on a true story and a director who's transitioning into a different kind of modality. Yeah. Um, similarly, um, the other film that is our opening night film is Green Book, um, which is Peter Farrelly's film... Um, that stars uh, Mahershala Ali and uh, Vigo Mortensen. Um, and this also is based on a true story. Um, uh, Peter Farrelly, again, is sort of making a transition in a way. He's made yes. you know, well-known for things like Dumb and Dumber. Uh, this, is, this film is neither dumb nor dumber. Um, um, and it's based on um, a story about a man uh, who is a, an amazing jazz pianist um, it's in the early 60s and he goes on tour in the deep south and he hires as his um, driver I'm going to say slash bodyguard um, uh, an Italian man who's taking a break from his job in the nightclub circuit um, and it, it, he's a white man and yeah. the, uh, the pianist is 
African-American, and they're in the South in the early 60s. Um, so it's a really interesting and, you know, very timely, timely story. Um, so interestingly as well, we're closing the festival um, with Barry Jenkins's highly anticipated follow-up to Moonlight. Um, it's called If Beale Street Could Talk. Um, and it's based on um, a novel by James Baldwin. It's the first time that James Baldwin's um, estate has allowed anybody to make a film based on one of his novels. And, you know, Barry Jenkins is a really, I'm going to say, fascinating cinema artist. And I think he brings a sensibility to the film that is quite exquisite. So he, he'll be there on closing night. Uh, the lead actress will be there. Wow. Um, it'll be, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. You know, it's like I feel like the, the, the festival is bookmarked by um, films that are fascinating but also have something to say about, you know, the world that we're living in right now. Amen. And I completely concur on uh, Barry Jenkins in terms of his work. Uh, I was fortunate enough to, to get him to come on the show for um, Medicine for Melancholy. And it's a film. Oh, that great. I, it was a film I still think about. I just thought it was so beautiful. It was so lyrical, so sort of yeah. ethereal. But at the same time, it just it still resonates with me. I still think of the performance by Wine Snack and, and I, I just they're just terrific. Well done. He's very, very good. Uh, drawing out uh, performances from his actors, he's just phenomenal at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, I know. Yeah, this film has, has given me a lot to think about. That would be what I would say. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, you're talking about a, a, an African American artist driving through the, you know, being escorted or driven around in the South and in, in that era with. And Vigo is just a remarkable actor. His ability to kind of morph into all these different kinds of characters throughout his career right. is remarkable. He's a really fantastic actor. So well, that sounds like yeah. that sounds like a great lineup. I, I know I kind of mixed up the, the the films here a little bit, but it's just a really nice lineup of, of films. And also, you have Boy Erased, which is uh, a new film by right. Joel Edgerton, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Joel Edgerton, who obviously we know is a, an actor a lot. Um, I think this is the, maybe the second feature film that he's directed. Um, it's a film about a kid, a boy, um, who is outed as being gay and ends up in a, you know, quote-unquote, gay conversion camp. Um, and again, it's based on a true story. And Joel Edgerton, you know, pulls in a lot of his Australian comrades, Nicole Kidman and Russell Crowe, um, join Lucas Hedges, who is the, who is the boy in uh, the film. Yeah. Um, so it's... Uh, you know, again, it's like people who are putting their art behind things that they care about, you know, I would say, with, right. you know, with this film as well. Yeah. I, I really think we're in an era right now for filmmakers and for artists in general, but for filmmakers in particular, where it, it's it's time to get it serious. It's time to be serious. It's time to be talking to... To, to communicate these ideals and, and th these stories that can help change people's hearts and perspectives and understandings. This is really, 
I, I, I always tell telling people it's all hands on deck right now. <laughs> you know, if, if, they're, if you're holding yeah. anything back, it's it's not. To, if you're an artist and you you think, well, I'm gonna well, I'm gonna wait to get to that project. It's you know, it's it's kind of touchy, might be controversial. No, <laughs> don't. And right. I, I really do feel that way. And I and I seeing the films that you have uh, uh, that'll be there. Uh, it looks like a great lineup. And as again, let's remind our our audience that October fourth through the fourteenth. The arc of the of the film festival, the time from, and that's a Thursday through, I believe, a, a Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. That's that's correct. Yeah, and yeah. and also uh, you can go to mvff.com to find out all you need to know about that. In addition, you have uh, there's a ton of documentaries. There's one that I find interesting, and I uh, the Marie Callis uh, documentary. Uh, oh yeah. How yeah. Uh, what, what what do you what do you think about that one? Have you seen? Well, it's kind of fascinating. Um, you'll you'll notice that it's called um, I think Maria Baikalis, and it's yeah. the filmmaker's um, approach is not to have other people's perspectives or have a narrative, you know, narrator or interviews. It's it's pretty much all in her own words. Interesting. And so it's kind of fascinating. <laughs> you know, I realized when I first saw it that I was almost you know pushing back on my expectations, because when you hear something that is specifically in the words of someone, especially someone like Maria Callas, you know, who's, who's like, you know, you know, quite a bit about, yeah. um, it's very interesting. It almost takes you into the moment of her life. And, you know, there's, there's documentation of her childhood and early life, um, as well as, you know, her, the latter part of her life. Um, you know, and as somebody who lived through, you know, things that were controversial, you know, relationships that were controversial, uh, you know, parts of her career that were controversial, it's very, very interesting to hear it in her voice. But the other thing that is amazing is literally to hear that voice, you know, just so those moments of yeah. um, of hearing her sing. I mean, it's just... Sounds interesting. It's just an extraordinary <laughs> instrument that you had, you know. Well, what an embarrassment of riches at the... At the Mill Valley Film Festival. I, I, I want to thank you so much for your time, and I know I'm sh- sure you're extremely busy. This is the weekend before the, the before the opening, and I really appreciate it. I I will be up there, and I look forward right. yeah to 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 spending time uh, with these filmmakers. Hopefully, uh, to, and also see some great films. And uh, I really appreciate right, your time. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Look forward to meeting you. Yes, as well. We've been speaking with uh, Zoe Elton. She is the program director. Uh, for the Mill Valley Film Festival, and thank you again for, for being here. Oh, thank you so much. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.